That Knicks talk, if you notice, yeah, Edson, Edson's not here today. I don't know where he went. We locked him in the closet somewhere. <laughs> He's, I was like, oh, I just jacked his studio, and it's just me and... Ryan G's in the building. Word. The man, the myth, the legend, the dude with the stats and the facts. Exactly, yo. The actual factuals. Word. And if you've been with us for season one, you know there's a show within this show. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there is the Nick of Time show, right? But then there is the J&G show. Exactly. <laughs> the Scorpio taking over is taking over once more. Yes, No yes, more yes. Kathy. No more Edson. It's just us. Yes, the Scorpios. Yes, the yes. Scorpios taking over. So, hi, guys. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I usually start off... Talking smack about uh, Edson and mm-hmm. Kathy when they're not here. You yeah, know, you know what we usually do. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of tradition. But this time, I'm not going... Nah, I'm lying to you. I'm still going to talk <laughs> that. <laughs> I'm never nice, man. Scorpios are taking over. You know what I'm saying? The Leos were here for a minute. And they, they slowed us down. So, you yeah. know... <laughs> Yeah, but you, but you know the Scorpions got to carry the ship. It's yeah, all, man, you got to carry the ship. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Russell Westbrook does. You know what I'm saying? Like Jarek Jack, the the that Jarek Jack does sometimes. You he know? puts people in his place. Exactly. This is how we, the Scorpions do. We put people in their place and we we put them out today. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we we um pick up the slack. That's yeah, what we do. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And Kathy's on vacation. You know what? You can stay on vacation for a little while, on Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have to admit, I, I am kind of jealous though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see the the, the story modes when she, you just saw feet? Yeah, like she's really trying to like let us know, like, yeah, why y'all stuck in that cold? I'm in this nice warm weather right now. Yeah, in the ocean. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that. Yeah, me neither. But, well, it is what it is. We gonna we gonna have to do it without y'all. Uh, can't wait for y'all to come back. But. The Scorpios are taking over, and we about to do this Nick show right. <laughs> exactly, yo. Let's get this thing uh, started. Yo, how's your week been so far, though, Bri? Man, well, my week has been hectic, man. F- like, finals. Yeah. Preparing group presentations. Yeah. PowerPoint presentations, writing papers. Like, I'm pretty much dead tired right now. But you know how to come through for the listeners and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Listen, listeners. We love we love doing this. You don't realize right now, but it is midnight. Yeah, midnight. Right after the Knicks-Hawks game. And we are here bringing you Knicks talk. Exactly. Just for you. That shows how dedicated we are to bring our content to the fans, you know what I mean? Word. And I was up all yesterday. I was trying to make um our Nick of Time ugly sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> 
which if you haven't seen them, you need to check. Is You posted them on Twitter and... I posted it on Twitter, Twitter and I posted it on Instagram, so check those out. I'm yeah. having it in all, all available places as soon as possible. Uh, the Knicks, uh, our, our Nick of Time show.com store, you'll see them. Um, you'll see them on our, our Teespring. You'll see them. You'll see them. So stay tuned so you can look good for the holiday in your Nick of Time wear with my cartoons and my apparel looking s- swaggy looking nice nicks holiday apparel for you guys you know what yes. i'm saying make, so. sure, make sure you check that out because i'm telling you these sweaters are fire yeah man i got a couple of retweets on that i'm, I'm liking i'm liking the response yes i think it's i think it's gonna be a hit most definitely i already got i already got my sweatshirt y'all, yeah. need, to, y'all need to join in Fire! <laughs> Yo, check it and wait for them socks. The socks are coming too. I ain't even oh, let you socks. know. I ain't. You ain't even see the socks yet, but the socks are coming. Your boy busy. It's not just Nick's with me. Exactly, yo. I am JLS draws things for for, for a reason because I do draw things. Yes, he lives up to the name. He lives up to the hype. And I design things as well. Yes. <laughs> and you know who else is living up to the hype so far? Hmm, no one who that is. Ah, uh, our boy Scott Perry and Scott we trust. Yes. Did I call him the Obama <laughs> of the Knicks administration because he's like our first black kind of GM president combo that we had Knicks steering the Knicks to greatness. Yes, yes, most definitely. Yes, and Scott Perry, the reason why I love Scott Perry, and um, I didn't really like the way the old regime was running, run was because I, Scott Perry is a man of the people. Yes. And not only is the man of people, he talks to everybody. And he even talks to the media and he allows himself to be present among the fans. And he had a lot to say to the media recently. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> this is a, a topic we talked about a lot. Yes. The, 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 the trust the process topic. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what do you think about trusting the process? I know you just... I know I, I've heard it, but for, yeah. for new listeners out there who haven't heard your view on should the Knicks tank or nah? Well, since Scott Perry came in, and when I was watching the Knicks in preseason and the first three games of the season, I was clearly I was clearly thinking you know the Knicks should probably throw the season away because they obviously do not look that good. But recently, my mind has changed a bit since mm-hmm. I've seen the Knicks you know resurgence. Yeah. You know, and now to me, the whole tanking thing does not make sense because if you have a team that's competing every night and they've shown the ability to win games, now you should switch your focus to, you know, let's see if we can try to make the playoffs. If you, if you don't make the playoffs, you know you're going to be in the lottery. You never know what happens. You might even, you might end up with a first pick of the balls go your way. But if even if not, you know, I think the Knicks are in a position now where they can just, because like, like right now, I think the Knicks would be positioned to get like a mid first round pick about. And yeah. Yeah, and that's where you get like the strong role players. Most definitely. You but know? sometimes you get lucky, man. Yeah. Like, um, you know what? Because, you know what? I, I'm going to quote Sky Perry and I'm going to get back to that get lucky point. And even, not even just get lucky, but just doing your, your due diligence as a scout and doing your homework. Yeah. But Sky Perry recently came out to the media and he said, This, um, I think it's very important. If you're playing meaningful basketball late in the season because of the culture you're trying to build here, and they've been very big on harp, on you know building culture and mm-hmm. good habits to the Knicks and things of that nature, so um, 
So, so Perry also continued by saying, um, I also say whenever you wind up in the draft, whether it's the playoff side or lottery side, I have extreme confidence in the scouting and front office staff mm-hmm. that we're going to add some talented players in the mix Yeah, here. So to Ryan's point, you know, I, in my opinion, I know I've talked about uh, the KP factor. You know what I'm saying? KP has been here for a few seasons. He's seen enough losing, and he wants to win, and he wants to see progress. Uh, oh, a few weeks ago, it has come out that um, that his brother slash man Giannis kind of low-key threatened the Knicks in the media overseas saying that, you know what, if we don't see progress, we're going to dip. And you know what? I want to keep Porzingis happy. I feel like Porzingis is going to be better than any top draft pick that we get next season. I feel like he, he has the, the, the potential to be a top five player in the league, period. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, if I'm gauging gambling on tanking, to get a top five pick or keeping KP happy, knowing what we have in KP, a unicorn who can block shots, shoot, dunk, he's just versatile. And he let's, let's and let's be real, people people are critical of his game sometimes this year, but he's he's still young. Mm-hmm. He's not even his prime. He's like four or five years from his prime. Yeah. So if I'm looking at that big picture, I'm thinking, you know what? I want to keep KP around. I want to do everything I can to keep him around. Mm-hmm. So I agree with with Scott and I also believe that you know what some we not the luckiest people in the draft do you agree (laughs) (laughs) most most definitely like every time the Knicks are in the draft we're always we're always like yes you know we're in a position where you know we might get lucky and all the time we end up with like the worst possible scenario seems like every single time (laughs) I mean even with Przingis right Mm -hmm. the way it's, Przingis is a blessing in disguise but if if we think back with the Przingis thing we thought you know what we um we lost this amount of games. We're probably going to end up with a top three pick. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to get a top three pick. We end up getting the fourth pick. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way the ping pongs fell. It's like, oh, exactly. the Knicks got unlucky and we got the fourth pick. Really, we kind of got lucky. But, you know. Yeah, but still at the time, it's like unlucky. At the time, it's unlucky because damn. And then, then like the last draft now where I think we were positioned to pick seventh, we ended up picking eighth. Right. <laughs> so, was, right. It was this whole thing. We were tied with the with Minnesota Timberwolves and you had to have a lottery to see who's going to pick first. And we got eighth. It was like we never really get lucky. Pretty much. So I don't know if I want to really depend on the ping pong balls. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what? I, I, I like what we're doing. And if you really... Think about it. Sometimes you just get those gems after the t- after the ten. Look, yeah. look at what Donovan Mitchell is doing right now. Yes, which which was a play we were looking at. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> if you remember the yeah. first G and J J and G show. Yes. we talked about Donovan Mitchell. Exactly. And you know, I was very, we were very high. I was talking about Frank and then maybe Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, being, which, which would have been a crazy combo if we were able to get both. If the Knicks didn't make what? that trade with with Portland, can you imagine a oh, Frank man. Mitchell duo? That would have been so Yikes. crazy. Yikes, man. It's crazy, man. You, oh, Frank might have been more shooting guard this year because the way Mitchell is... I don't yeah, know. That, that is true. Because Mitchell is... Whew. Yeah, he's definitely balling. I like Mitchell because he had that... He had the aggressiveness on offense and he had the tenacity on defense. Man, man I, nobody mm-hmm. knew it was going to be this good. But that's to the point 
that's to our point, saying, you know, you, you don't know mm-hmm. what you're going to get in that draft. You can get those dra- those gems yeah, at definitely. 14, 15. Look what the job... Mm-hmm. A lot of playoff teams has done. The Spurs pick late, late round, and they come out with gems mm-hmm. later on. What, what was Kyle? What, what? Matter, matter of fact, I mean, a, a, a prime example since you was talking about the Spurs... Kawhi Leonard. That's that's where I was they, going. He, he you was, see, he, he was picked fifteenth in the draft, mm, and, look, and look at the player he became. You see the G, the G and J combination. I didn't even have to speak. I just sent him <laughs> messages through my brain, Word. and the Scorpio's power synced up, and he said exactly what I was thinking. Exactly. And I, and I can even point to another kid in this current draft who's performing really good. He's one of the best rookies in the draft. He was picked late. Kyle Kuzma on the Lakers. I'm saying you just. <laughs> You just you just don't you just don't know. Exactly. And listen, man, we got I know everybody isn't like in Phil we trust, but we know you know what? Phil didn't draft Przingis for us. He didn't draft Philly for us. He didn't draft Dotson for us. It was Phil's man, Clarence Weatherspoon. And Clarence Weatherspoon is still with the team. So you know what? Mm-hmm. We have the staff. Isn't it Clarence Gaines? I mean, Clarence. I'm clean. Clarence yeah. Gaines. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about. Yeah. I mixed them up with Clarence Weatherspoon. Oh, oh, old man. school Nick legend. Oh, man. <laughs> if you're a kid now, you don't know who the hell I'm talking about. For real. <laughs> and I, when I say Nick's legend, I'm saying it's sarcastically. Very sarcastically. Because <laughs> that team was straight <laughs> hot garbage. <laughs> but for some reason, I have faith that Clarence Weatherspoon can lead the Knicks to victory. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, the the faith we had in some of those past Knicks, man. Oh, oh boy. man, ten years of that, man. Oh boy. They Isaiah. Oh. <laughs> but but yeah, back 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 to Scott. Back to. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the, who else was in it? Was that was Alan, Was that the team with Al Harrington? I think Al Harrington came later. I think. Oh man, Clarence Witherspoon was like. I think it was during the time of like make. Dias and oh McDyess, yeah, and guys like that on the team. Jesus Christ! And Isaiah was trying to trade every all our draft picks. Exactly, all like, our draft picks was nothing. Yeah, that next, <laughs> yeah, yeah, those Knicks scenes were terrible, man. Yo, he practiced on us, and he and he went to the Liberty, and it made them look good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> man. It, 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 it's, it's like the Liberty are still reaping the benefits. Like Word. they're making the playoffs every season. You said they, they, they pr- <laughs> practiced on us. Really, that's really, really what it was. For real, man. He, he, he definitely practiced on us, man. But yo, oh my god. But yeah, Perry had a lot to say about this. Um, he also was talking about your boy, man. He talked about everybody, but um, he talked about the presence of. His picks that he brought here. Enos. Yes. Bully. Yes. Hashtag keep cancer. Yes. Everybody knows <laughs> it. <laughs> Enos and Doug. He was like, <clears throat> he was like, he's a southern accent. I don't, I don't. People know I'm from I know I got lots, but I'm actually my, my parents are from the South. Mm-hmm. Even though I'll be chilling in Brooklyn and going to soccer parties or whatnot, I'm actually from the South. But yeah, I ain't gonna do a self in the next man. I'm kind of rusty on that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, we are very pleased to announce the addition of Enos and Doug. Yes. Mm-hmm. Enos has come in quickly and became a crowd favorite. He begin mm-hmm. he brings a toughness. He brings a commitment to the team. Mm-hmm. He's complimented Przingis very well, and he's got Willie the hell up out of here. 
<laughs> Willie, I still, I, Willie, I still believe you, but you have a battle on your hands to get some playing time, man. I'm telling you. That's the right. That's the Rex Scott Perry quote, by the way. We got he got Willie the hell up out of here. This is right. Here. No, I'm, oh. just, I'm lying. Uh, I was about to say like, damn. <laughs> I, I'm about to say oh, Scott yes. Perry is savage. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Willie, 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 stay. Wait, hold on, hold on. Before I get into this further, I am new. I have a confession to make. I have been waiting to play with this soundboard. Oh yeah, cause you know, you know, um, S is usually one that um does all the sound effects. Word, and stuff. man, I've been waiting to play for the sound, the soundboard. But Edson left me uh, instructions on the soundboard, <laughs> and he's. And he has failed to label the shots fired. Ah, damn. That is a staple come, here. Come, come on, Edson. Come on, man. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> so our first bruh pick of the day. <laughs> yeah, it got to go to Edson for not pointing out the shots fired. Like, we, we're, not, we're not about to be... In, Play around with this thing while we're recording I'm, a fu- we're I'm, recording a radio exactly. show. Exactly, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh. I'm trying to fire shots at Willie, and then I'm gonna end up doing stuff like exactly. this by accident. And I'm just like, Bruh. come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> I can't have that. Nope, I can't have that. You know how I feel? I feel you know how I, I... see that. I thought that was the oh sound effect. Ah, uh. what's the oh? There we go. Yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. Yeah. But um yeah, he's been happy about yo, I have a do you think trade deadlines come wait, the trade deadline. Trade deadlines like near all-star break. Trade deadlines near all-star break, right? But people who are brought in or signed, new signees, they're not allowed to be traded till sometime in December. I feel like that date is fast approaching. You mean the guys who just bought in? Yes, because you know when you bring in players in the summer, people on new contracts, people like uh, uh, Beasley, Sessions, mm-hmm. uh, Jack, uh, people who just got traded here, Enos Cancer, Doug. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to touch any of those players until like midweek December. Today it is December 10th. I feel like that deadline, I feel like the day we can trade them is like the 15th of December or something. Interesting. Yes, I'm wondering, do you think anybody's going to be traded now, now that we have all our... I mean... It's a fly. I know it's not on the paper. This is a fly-by, fly-by, off-the-cuff question. I mean, the way the Knicks are set up right now, I can't see them trading anybody unless it's to get a first-round pick-and-return or some type of pick-and-return, like... Because you have to think about, like, right now the Knicks are being competitive, and it seems like if the Knicks continue to go the way they're going right now, I'm sure a 500, a 500 record will get them into the playoffs. Most definitely. So, I can't... Unless it's... Unless they're getting rid of... Unless they're getting rid of... Unless they are getting rid of a player that is, like, surplus to requirements like Noah, but then again, it's like Noah's contract is crazy, so... Who's going to really accept Noah in a trade? You know what I mean? You know what? Do you think there's a chance 
they look at this team and say, okay, we're a player away from getting over the hump and ensuring we're in the playoffs. So maybe we can give somebody a pick. Do you uh, feel like we could change courses like that or no? Nah? Because I'm thinking this thing. He's talking about... Uh, I don't believe in trust the process. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you don't believe in trust the process. What do you believe in? I mean, in my opinion, I don't think trading for a player to come in to help them in the playoffs is a smart move because to me it's like, unless you have true championship aspirations, I think that's the only time you really pull the trick on that type of trade. Like the way I see the Knicks right now, the Knicks are rebuilding, but at the same time, they're winning games. Yeah. So I believe you keep your pieces and you only really do a trade if it means getting like a, a draft pick back in return. Where you can continue to rebuild the, the team through the draft and have them grow throughout the years until they can become a contender. And then you can make that type of move where it's yeah, like, you know yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're saying. You're absolutely right. I don't know. You know what? Maybe the the old Phil Jackson era probably would have did something like that, trying to make a trade. Yeah. Or even Isaiah Thomas, but eh, maybe not Perry. But nah. you know what? There are some people on this team when I'm looking at the whole totality of the squad, like, maybe we can move him. Mm-hmm. And there's some people I thought maybe we should move, but now I'm like, you know what? Who knows? Maybe there's a role for you in this team. We'll see how that goes. But mm-hmm. um, I know last week... We were talking about Trey Burke. Yeah. And he's been killing the G League. Um, matter of fact, it's not even just Trey Burke killing the G League. There's a bunch of players mm-hmm. in the G League killing the G League. Uh, Isaiah Hicks is killing. Uh, I posted a Luke Cornette video yeah. on uh, uh, IG last week. And this guy, he's shooting threes. He's blocking shots. He's kind of like lightweight KP. I don't know. He... Yeah, a very lightweight KP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he might be. A, truth be told, he might be a three, a better three point shooter than KP. Mm. I'm not sure. I mean, just the eye test. Yeah. Uh or on par. Not the maybe not the playmaker that he is. Yeah. But you know, or the ISO player he is. But uh, you know, he might be a better. He might he might be a better three pointer. But I don't know. Maybe I'm blasphemous. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But he's well, killing well, it. Well, we well we do know that the G League's defense is like the NBA defense, so that's where I'm like I'm not sure, but I know Cornet can shoot the three from his time at um. Where did he come from, Vandy? I think. Um, you you man, you are the college guy, so I can I wouldn't he, be able to tell you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I would have to check that, but I think he comes from Vandy, and he was um a pretty good three point shooter in college, so I'm not surprised he's brought it to the pros. But I need to see how he shoots that three against NBA defenses. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah. the way the 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 range which he's showing on the three point shot makes me believe that it is transferable. It's not kind of like how Frank has his three pointers been. You know, he's shooting from three pointers in Europe, and he's not really translating here as much. It's just, you know, now lately he's been hitting it more more regularity. But I feel like Cornette's threes will. Um, I think I think it'll translate well, mm-hmm. but you know what? There's just so many big men. I don't know when we're going to be able to even bring them up. Yeah, that is true. But um, I even brought up uh, the G League just to say Trey Burke. Um, I know last week I talked about. I'm not sure if we should if we should bring Trey Burke up, mm-hmm. and I I was kind of leaning on the side of no, mm-hmm. only because I'm looking at Frank. And looking at Jerry Jack, 
And I'm like, yo, we're bringing him up to what? Ride the bench? Mm-hmm. Where are the minutes coming from? That is true. I, I'm not sure. But then I'm also looking at uh, Jared Jack's injury history. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, Jared Jack has a propensity to be injured. He's been injured for the last few years. He's only played two games last year with an ACL injury, and that's a major injury that's hard to come back from. Mm-hmm. And if Jared Jack comes down, who is taking over? Yeah. And who would take over? Right now, it would be, what, Frank? I mean... Or no, Sessions. I, I I think Jeff Hornacek would probably go at Sessions and then have Frank continue to come off the bench. I don't I don't think Hornacek is trying to put too much pressure on the rookie right now. Okay, so let's, let's, let's bring this up. How do you feel about Sessions running the team? I mean, the last few times I saw him, he was okay. Like, it wasn't anything impressive. It wasn't anything bad it was just okay so i sessions doesn't really impress me like that he just he's he's just a player that you know veteran player that just gets the job done pretty much i I agree with you and um there's what like i said there's a few things sessions does well he can kind of run an offense Mm -hmm. he has bad defensive judgments at times um and has trouble finishing at the rim. He has a lot of trouble finishing <laughs> at the a lot. Yeah, bro, like man, like listeners. I have a question for you, listeners. Actually, who do you think is worse at layuping, <laughs> Ramon Sessions or Joakim Noah? Somebody tell me, because I think this is a real good question. I think this is like. Man, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough one, man. Last you, year, Joakim Noah is going to be pretty hard to beat because my man, bro, Joakim did Noah you see missed... the Indiana game, man? Ah, uh, I've been saying this all season. Ramon Sessions leads leads the leagues, has to lead the league in blown layups, has to. <laughs> and he gets to the he gets to the hole so easy, and he just misses it just as easy, and it's just like, bro, how? I'm pretty sure Kanta has gotten half of his offensive rebounds off of Ramon Sessions' missed Definitely patting his stats, man. <laughs> they should always be in the game at the same damn time. Just like 2 Chain said. <laughs> at the same damn time. Exactly. <laughs> Clap it up for that, Joe. Clap it up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to uh, Trey Burke. Mm-hmm. Um... Ramon Sessions can run an offense. He makes the right passes. Mm-hmm. But when I think about the potential of Trey Burke, who um, has a lot of 40-point games, not, all, not only 40-point games, shoots th- three-pointers at a pretty decent clip, uh, shoots around 46% in G League, averaging a good amount of seals, 1.6. Mm-hmm. Mr. Steal Your Girl, Mr. Steal the Ball, yes. Trey Burke. I'm thinking, you know what? I might actually cut Ramon Sessions and just sign Trey Burke. Because uh, mm-hmm. I know last week mm-hmm. we had there was a little confusion about if we signed him or not. Yeah. And turns out we have his G League rights, mm-hmm. but he can sign with any other team he wants to if someone else team is interested. Oh. So with that being said, hmm. you know what? Ramon Sessions is a few years left in this league. Jared Jack is to me is kind of like Jason Kidd. Mm-hmm. We just don't know when that time is going to expire. Maybe one or two years left in the tank. Yeah. Um, you know, Jason Kidd, he was he was leading the team for us 
We had 54 wins, and then he retired, and then we fell off with him. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, you know, you saw how that team was looking when Ramon Sessions was running. I know mm-hmm. I said I want Ramon Sessions to be here around just in case Sessions, mm-hmm. just in case Jared Jack goes down. But you know what? I'm looking at Trey Burke as the future. Maybe I'll roll the dice on Trey Burke and Frank. You see, I I was I was a I was an advocate of bringing up Trey Burke from the G League the previous um episode that we did, but now, now that I think about it, I'm like, there's going to be a minutes problem now because, before last week I was thinking, oh, you know, Ron Baker is sitting on the bench, El Presidente. It right. doesn't seem like he's getting much burned. But he's playing shooting guard. He's not even playing point guard. And mm-hmm. he's only playing right now because Timmy Timmy Turner is not getting burned. Yeah, <laughs> he's injured. Yeah, Cover up for that joke too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm also thinking that if Jared Jack was to go down with an injury, which I'm praying to baby Jesus, he does not go down with an injury. Yeah, I'm I'm praying yeah. too, cause Lord, oh my God, Bruh. I'd be crying right now. Exactly. <laughs> I would think that Jeff Hornacek, even though they even though they have Ron Baker playing the two right now, I think they would be like you know since he has some experience playing the one. They, they might play him at some one-two with Frank, and then and you then, know then you have to think, you know, they have, what, Dotson two on the bench already. That can also fill in and play some minutes. So it's like, if Trey, even if they bring up Trey Burke, it's like, again, it's like, is he going to get those minutes that, you know, he deserves from his performance in the G League? And that's the problem, and that's also the question. But it's, it's one of those things where do I want him to come up to the Knicks and not, and you know what it is? Sign him her like it's 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 the fear, mm-hmm. the fear of him walking. Yeah, that's really what it is. It's like Eric, we have this potential young guy. We already have Frank who we're grooming. Mm-hmm. We have Burke. He might be slightly further along in his maturity because he's been in the NBA. He has NBA minutes already. So you well, know he's definitely a better offensive player. He's better offensive player. He's definitely yeah. better. If you've seen the highlights, he's better. He's he's bestly definitely better at the one on one game. Yeah. So you can show Frank a few things in practice. You know what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. I really just I'm thinking I don't want to lose him to nothing next year. That's really really what it is. Yeah. So even though you might lose a mentor at Ramona Sessions, I'm just hoping maybe you know what. Jack, even if Jack gets injured, maybe we'll keep him around to to do what he's been doing. Yeah, I mean, right right now, I feel comfortable as Jared Jack being a mentor for Frank. Right. Really, my really my whole thing was Ramon Sessions' insurance just in case Jack goes down. Mm-hmm. But I'll roll the dice on, on Burke. Why not? He's a young point guard. He's a young point guard. He's going to be around longer, and he can grow the young core. So you know what? Mm-hmm. That new information... Mm-hmm. And, you know, a new perspective. You know what? I'm thinking I'm leaning towards Trey, Killer Trey, Trey Songs, Trey Burke, <laughs> Mr. Steal the Ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can you imagine, you know, as Frank matures, a Trey Burke and Frank Nilakina backcourt? Yeah, that could be nice to that, bro, bro. And you know what? Frank Hornacek. I mean, Frank Hornacek. <laughs> bro, yo, it is late. It is 12.31 a.m. right now. Yeah, I'm calling can, people Frank Hornacek, <laughs> Clarence Weatherspoon. Oh, my. Bruh. I don't even know. I need a nap. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's my bedtime. But, yeah, but. <laughs> I hope y'all are appreciating the effort right Word, now. Word, <laughs> man. We trying, man. I'm really trying. Yo, I don't even drink coffee. I was trying to bring the energy for this podcast for, death, for sure. <laughs> but where I would keep 
I would keep. I would. I think I would sign, try, mm-hmm. uh, sign Trey Burke. And uh, you know what? You know what? This brings me to um, my guy, Frank, Frank Milikina, French Prince, French Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta redo that. This brings me to my guy, <laughs> my guy, Frank Milikina, French Prince. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, what's your name from the France go Frank? At least we got that one right. Yeah, we got it, we got it, we got it. I, I, needed, I, needed, I needed to have it again. Yes. <laughs> I, will re- I will bring it back just for the intro. Yes. But yeah, my man Frank was even mentioned by Scott Perry. Scott Perry, you know, he, he brought some perspective. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he was like, you know what, Frank is coming from overseas He's learning a new culture. He's being in a new place. He's not just learning to be a point guard. Yeah. He's just learn. He's even learning his surroundings. He's learning to be in the NBA, and he's he's from another country. Pretty much. So it's a whole lot of adjusting going on for my man Frank. Ah 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 ah. Here we go. Here we go. Kill it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, man? What do you think about man Frank so far this season? I know people be getting down on him, but. And Frank, we trust or not? In my opinion, in my opinion, in Frank, we do trust. Of course we do. Because, you see, this is what is wrong with people nowadays. Oh, tell them. <laughs> people nowadays are, what have you done for me lately? You know dun, what I dun, mean? Dun, dun. People are not willing to be patient anymore. Word. People are automatically thinking, you know what? You're a rookie. You're a high pick. We expect you to produce immediately. Immediately. We don't care whether you dropped 20 a game in college or you dropped 10 a game overseas. We don't give a damn. You perform now or we're going to think you're a bust. Well said, well said, well said, well said, well said. And and the thing is, is that people do not remember certain players who came into the NBA their first season and f- flapped or didn't show that good of a, those, you know, good stats. But then as they developed later on, they became spectacular players. Word, like, here's my thing, man. Like, really, people out here, they complain so much about how other pl- the Knicks, players the Knicks have come here and all of a sudden perform well somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's always because we never gave them a chance to develop. Look at Trevor Ariza. Yep. Like it, 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 it happens all the time. You know, we need to give Frank the benefit of the doubt sometimes. And you mm-hmm. know what? Um, I'm gonna speak on Frank a lot uh, in the, in uh, a lot later. But you know what? I like what I'm seeing from Frank. Um, I feel like he really needs to, to uh, develop a left hand, though. Mm. He needs to develop a left hand. But but I like what I'm seeing, especially this week. Yeah, because a lot of his. A lot of the complaints everybody's been having about Frank is his aggressiveness. Even Stephen A. Mm-hmm. Stephen A. You know Stephen A. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yo, I don't understand how Stephen A is even a Knicks fan, man. I can't. First of all, I, have a, I, I, I never got to this before, but Stephen A. couldn't pronounce his name. Nah, Stephen A. can pronounce the guy's name. He's just doing that you know, to show no respect towards Frank Nillikinen because he believes the Knicks should have got either Dennis Smith, Donovan Mitchell, or Malik Monk. 
And I understand that you haven't infatuated those players, but come mm -hmm. on, bro. You watch the NBA. You know people can turn around and develop later, in later years. Man, you know this. I don't understand. And it was OD disrespectful to tell to say that Frank has to go back to France? Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yo, Stephen is just disrespectful. All Like, altogether, he's just mad disrespectful because, like, he even talks about Lonzo Ball saying that Lonzo Ball's already a bust. And I'm like, yo, and, it's and I'm 21 like, games. And I'm like, yo, he's, it's just 21 games into his career. Then on top of that, it's like, yo, he's almost averaging a double. I mean, a triple double, too. Like, what? The dude the dude gets like eight assists, like almost eight assists a game. Yeah, almost, man. Almost he's seven rebounds got, a game. Almost 10 points get, a game. Like. Youngest player to get triple doubles. People are trying to get him out the league already. Like, come on, man. Exactly. And then, like, I even saw stats of, like, Jason Kidd's first year in the NBA, Steve Nash's first year in the NBA. These are, like, top, like, Hall of Fame point guards. And they had, like, similar stats in their first season. So I'm like... How are you gonna just put down these dudes like that and it's, and they just play like twenty games? Word, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. But you know what? I'm riding with Frank. I've seen some things this 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 week in particular that shows some growth. Mm -hmm. He he he's being a little bit more aggressive with his jump shots. His yes, three point percentage is starting to rise. And I figured by the end of the year he will be a, a three point sharpshooter mm -hmm. because he showed that he can do that in Europe. And he's been he's he's starting to see it right now. Yeah. And I um also I like that he's actually starting to drive a little bit more. Yes. And when I say drive, because you know what, Frank has a tendency to bring the ball up, mm -hmm. and he will not make a move towards the basket unless it's a pick. Yeah. This week is the first week I've seen Frank actually take initiative and try you know give him a little shimmy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> give him, give him a little. Frank has this go-to Hesse move that he goes to when he tries yeah. to drive to the basket. I've seen him use it a few times. I'm all right, Frank. Mm -hmm. Use those long strides to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know what? I'm liking the progression I'm seeing from Frank. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's going to continue to get better. You just got to be patient. Yes. You all know he's a product. It's going to take two, three years to develop. But you know what? It's going to be worth it. Exactly. And I concur with my boy, Scott Perry and Scott We Trust. I believe... And my man, the prince. Yes. A, yes, yes. A, cross him, shoot him, pass it. You know where it go, Frank. And, and I was going to add, a, and I, I was going to say this about him later when I was going to talk about the stats about the games that played this past week. But since we're talking about Frank now, I just got to say this right now. Frank, who made you like that? Who <laughs> what does that mean? Like, <laughs> made you like, who made you like what? What is what, like? Like, is there a confused sound effect? <laughs> Can we get that? Okay, okay, go expand on that uh, comment uh, there, uh, Ryan. I'm just saying, Frank is acting totally different right now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, shout out to HaHa ha Davis on um, Instagram. That's where I'm getting those quotes from. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's just, I just like, I'm, I'm just digging what I'm seeing on the offensive end right now, the way uh, he's going okay. right now. Yeah, man. You know, and I'm glad to see that he's having more confidence in his jump shot. And honestly, like, I see Frank as a, probably a, maybe a 15 points a game seven assists a game, six rebounds a game. Like, I see him, like, around that when he truly develops. Yeah, me and, too, man. And, he, and, he, and he's going to be a defensive superstar. Definitely. Because, I mean, the kid's a rookie right now, and you and you already see how he plays defense. Yeah, man, he's playing those passing lanes crazy. He's getting yeah. those steals like it's easy breezy. He's, I mean, 
I was a little concerned his defense was falling off. Um, but as it's starting to pick back up again. Yeah. So um, you know, thank you, Frank. I mean, I know it, it's hard because you know he's he's coming into the league. He he's he's he was really good at passing at first. He was only setting people up. Mm-hmm. Then he was like shifting gears, and then he was shooting a little bit too much. And now he's trying to find that middle ground between passing and shooting. And I feel like he's been concentrating on that so much that the mm-hmm. defense. It's just been kind of like falling by the wayside. Yeah. But you know what? I think he's starting to put it all together a little bit better, and it's going to come together by the mm-hmm. by the end of the year. We're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be all right, man. Yeah. We're gonna be all right, like like Kendrick said. True. And, true. Mm, so shout outs to Frank, man. We we still with you. Screw Stephen A. He don't know <laughs> he he know shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stephen A. Don't know shit. Knicks <laughs> <laughs> oh, fan, yeah. Frank from the corner. What the hell? Whatever the hell you call it, French man. I, 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 I get on Max too, since Max says he's a reformed Knicks fan. You know, reformed Nick. Exactly, but you know, I'm, I'm gonna let Max slide because Max wasn't highly disrespectful to Frank like that. Even though he also agrees that Nick should have went after like Dennis Smith Jr. and Malik Monk or Donovan Mitchell instead. But Whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, we'll see. We'll see all these players like five years down the line where we where we can make true exactly. comparisons. Exactly. We can really see where we at. People yeah. are still feeling the same way talking all that gibberish. Or they gonna be on the on the um my bad train. Word. Word. <laughs> the future claw. Exactly. Frank. Yes. Let's get it. Now, what do you feel about Joe Kim Noah? Because this is, well, this is not surprising, but mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes, yo, Scott Perry is so damn political and Scott Trust. He's so damn political. Sometimes I'm like, yo, bro, are you telling the truth? <laughs> like, you seem like so perfect. Like, are you root? How does Scott Perry really feel? Or does, like, I'm not sure if he's genuine or if he's like, you know what? I'm just trying to keep it so non-confrontational that I'm mm-hmm. not going to let you know anything because he has some comments about um Mr. MVP Joakim Noah. <laughs> <laughs> MVP, check his piss. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know it's a comeback season is still in effect, but I don't know. The way I've been seeing these games lately... I'm not even sure if comeback season is ever gonna is ever gonna be in effect. Yeah, man. <laughs> like I don't I don't see him getting any any burn. It's not it's not even Noah playing bad. He's just yeah. not he's just not getting burned. Nah. And where is he on the depth chart? I'm not sure who's first, Willie or Noah. I don't even know. I think it might be. I, I, I think mean, it's still it, Willie. It's still Willie because at least Willie dresses for games. Yeah, I man. Mean, yeah, Noah's Noah be on the bench in his suit. Word, but um. Scott had this to say about Noah. I'm paraphrasing because I'm tired of reading that, that, that damn uh, uh, paper thing. But, yeah, Perry pretty much said that um, he has no interest mm-hmm. in buying out Noah. And, and you know what? He feels like Noah has embraced his role. Do you really believe Noah has <laughs> Like, okay, statements like that mm-hmm. make me believe... I love Scott. Not, not. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Makes me believe he's he that sometimes Scott Perry might be full of shit. <laughs> 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 you know 
<laughs> and you know what? I'm not complaining because mm-hmm. I know we came from that 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 era yes. with Phil Jackson. We just tell the truth mm-hmm. and it would just dismantle everything. So you know what? I like to be lied to sometimes. Yes. As a Knicks fan, not not in real life, but in this situation, keep the peace. Mm-hmm. So, do you really believe that Noah is embracing his role? <laughs> well, if you look at Noah's past history, he is highly competitive. Highly. And anyone who is highly competitive is not going to appreciate their role of sitting on the bench. No. I mean, look at uh, your boy, uh, Mello. Ooh. When they ask Mello, <laughs> 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 when they ask oh, Mello, hey, Mello, you know, OKC is not playing so well. Would you consider uh, coming off the bench? She. <laughs> 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 he was a go for it. Nah, Melo not about that life. But um, <laughs> as I'm saying about Noah, like, Noah's highly competitive. Like, I can't see him being appreciative of the role. But I think if Noah is thinking from a veteran standpoint, I think he's also like, well, obviously, KP is a star of the team. Kanta's playing well. Kyle Quinn is playing well. So it's like, for me to get my spot back is going to be really hard. I have to really work yeah. hard to get, you know, to get back into the um rotation. I I agree with you. I mean, as a, a competitor, like I, when Noah was on the Bulls, I wasn't fo- following the Bulls very very closely. Mm-hmm. But I seem to remember there was a point where Noah was having a little injury problem. Yeah, and he was trying to work himself back to being healthy. And the coach was electing him, electing to bring him off the bench. I don't remember him taking it very well. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do you know what I'm? Were you following? Do you know what I'm? Th- I, I, th- I think I do recall that. Yeah. So it's hard. To, it's hard for me to personally believe that all of a sudden he's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bench is cool. But then at the same time, though, I don't think he had much respect for Hoiberg, because mm, that's a good point. Yeah, because I mean. I think I think if if Thibodeau was still there and, and it was Thibodeau that suggested that he should come off the bench, I think Noah would have t- I think Noah would have taken that better because he has more respect for Thibodeau. That's true. But I think since it was Hoiberg, he was just like, eh, because I mean, look at Jimmy Butler and, and how you know things were between him and Hoiberg also. Well, yeah, you're right about that. That's a good yeah, point. So he did. Uh, Jimmy Butler did, couldn't seem to get along with him too. So the regime has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And Perry brings that aura. Yes. That respect yes. to the team. So, you know what? There might be a different aura right now with, with, or, you know, where Noah's going to take that L, seems like. that That's what it's looking like because, to be honest about it, have we seen any, you know, like, any disappointment from Noah, really? Like, Noah looked like he's just... Chilling. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I... I I got to give Noah credit for being uh, professional and not causing any problems. Mm-hmm. And he actually, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm talking all this stuff for, for, you know, to move the show along. But I heard him say that, you know, he doesn't want to cause any problems. Yeah. And I even seen him post something today where he's like, he was in Chicago. You know, the Knicks play Chicago. Yes. And he was talking to seeing a bunch of kids in Chicago. And it was all like, ah, I guess he was happy to see Noah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was saying, like, keeping things in perspective. So... When you say something like keeping things in perspective, that that tells me that, you know, you're appreciating the little things. And that also kind of means that things aren't the way you exactly want them to be, mm-hmm. but you're making the best out of the situation when you say things like keeping things in, pers- in perspective. Yeah. So, you know what? Um, Maybe, yeah. 
Maybe maybe Perry's not lying. I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, it also helps that he's getting 18 mil a year, too, so... Damn! Damn, man! (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a... Bruh. Two. I'm happy. If I'm, you know what? I was. I put myself in Noah's shoes and think how happy I would be if I had 18 million. So in my head, if I had 18 million, I'd be like, yes. I'd, I'd be. I'd be. I'll ride the bench for 18 million. I definitely. I definitely ride. I do a lot more. Now you know what? Let me let me stop it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might take it a bit too far. I ain't made it. I, I I'm pretty much married now. Yeah. Hey hey hey. Hey, uh, baby. Hey, Dre. How you doing, girl? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Dash Radio for, for, for picking us up yes, once again. Yes, Dash Radio. I don't know. I feel like, feeling like, I feel like I'm feeling like a little of the Dash effect. I feel like our Twitter numbers are rising a little bit. There yeah. might be a Dash effect. I don't know. I, don't I mean, know. Instagram numbers are rising, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel Instagram numbers are rising as well. Yo. But I know that. But, you know, thanks, 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 Dash, for looking out and yes. picking us up. <laughs> We're going to be big things aguan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Um, I, I did that for my boy Ryan. Ryan's yes, Jamaican. yes, yes, yes. I got the locks, but I got the the locks. You know what I'm saying? But you know, Ryan is the actual full bred Jamaican. Word, word, word. Big things are going on. Yes, big things are going on. Yes. <laughs> and also, and actually, Kathy, K, yeah, K Steel, yeah, K Steel too. Yes. Miss Black Girl Magic, also. Yes, we we both repping the J A. Yes. Yes. J A. So since we're talking about Ron, anyway. Yes. How do you feel about Ron Baker's minutes? Because you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, Pacers, Pacers, Knicks Pacers played today. Congratulations to the Knicks. We actually... Um, oh, you mean Knicks and Hawks? I'm sorry. Whew, it is, man. Thank you. Yeah. I'm glad I have Ryan today. <laughs> I'm calling Clarence Weatherspoon. <laughs> Clarence Gates, Knicks Pacers. Lord of all But yeah, the Knicks beat the Hawks today. Yes. And Ron... Shot Maker was a good, strong reason why we even got that win. He was all over the place, mm-hmm. um, hitting a couple of shots, and of his teammates, uh, deflecting. He was just a man possessed today. Yes. So, you know what? Um, I, it was crazy because, you know what? Dawson was playing okay this week, but mm-hmm. Dawson got no burn on his Pacers game. Ron got all the burn. So, how do you feel about Ron getting minutes? Well... At first, I was like, why is Jeff Hornacek inserting El Presidente into the game? Word. But then when I seen El Presidente perform, and then on top of that, I heard them talking about it on the um, game today where the reason why Ron Baker wasn't getting much burn early in the season was because he was hurt. Yeah, he had a shoulder injury, but I thought, you know, I was confused about the shoulder injury only because the Knicks were, I felt like the Knicks were really kind of quiet. I mean, mm-hmm. they reported on it because I kind of stay on top of the news. Yeah. They reported on it, but I never really, really heard updates on it. Yeah, me neither. But it seems like the reason why he wasn't playing that well was because of the injury, and they said now he's finally completely healthy. One hundo. And it definitely showed today because I don't know what man I was seeing on the court today. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know either, but that man deserves a round of applause, though, because he was doing damn busy. Most definitely. And I believe as long as he continues to perform like that, he deserves he deserves minutes. I mean, it's, it is what it is, man. If you play well, you get the minutes. That's the way it goes. And Knicks, we root for everybody who's going to help us win. 
Exactly. And anybody in Nick's uniform. Even mm. at the jokes. And we so phony here <laughs> that we will f- we will bury you one week ago and then cheer for you next week because we just that phony, goddammit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what? Tap it up one more time for Ron Baker. Yes. And El President. And our phony ass for flipping flopping on him. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's going to be another story when Tim Hardaway comes back because... Yeah, man. Who's going to get the minutes? Yeah, so... So how do you... My thing is, uh... I have a personal crush. And when I say crush, I don't mean, like, crush. Like, basketball crush. When I say man crush, we talking yeah. basketball, all right? I hope so. I'm just... Just people, <laughs> just people going to be like, pause, bro. Bro, pause, bro. You say you're a crush on man, pause. I think your own girl would be like, pause. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. No, my own girl, my girl would be like, bye. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you are confused. I don't know if I want all this confusion in my life. So we're going to pause on this relationship, and I'm going to be like, bye. But yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Dre. How you doing, girl? You, you so good. You so sexy. But back to the basketball. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, Dotson. Everybody knows Dotson is my 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 pick, man. Mm-hmm. That's my X factor. That was my 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 pick. What that was my secret weapon. I thought it was gonna turn it around. So I'm like, I felt a little bit kind of way that Ron Baker is taking minutes from my boy Dotson. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It is what it is. If he's getting, if he's doing the right thing, then he's doing the right thing with it. As long as it it, it results in W's, most definitely. But it just it just. You know what it, it 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 makes you you start to think like some of these pieces are gonna have to move eventually. Yeah. And just like ah, you have Ron Baker with the no trade clause. We have Dotson. We have Courtney Lee. We have mm-hmm. Tim Hardaway Jr. We essentially have like four shooting guards now. Yeah. All of them good. All of them. So it's just like ah, it just makes. It really is. It makes for a tough decision. Ah, man. I think if I have to choose between all these guys, I think the weakest link who's nurse to get traded, I'd have to say it's probably Courtney Lee. The and, weakest link? And, and here's why I say this. Wow. Wow. Courtney Lee is performing. Don't get me wrong. But if the Knicks are looking to trade somebody... Tim Hardaway Jr. is young. Dotson, young. Um, who, who else am I forgetting now? Ron Baker, young. And if the Knicks are trying to flip somebody into getting a piece that's going to definitely help them in the future to compete, you would think that Courtney Lee would be the one to go. You see, I understand what you're saying. Right, cause it's it's the age, it's the age thing. It really has it has nothing to do with skill. It's not even the weakest yeah. link, like you say. It's all about he's over twenty five and he's and, you know he's like I don't Knicks fans be looking at him like spoiled milk right now. <laughs> <laughs> but my boy, if you saw that Memphis game, my boy Courtney is not spoiled. You know what I'm saying? He got a lot, he got a lot left. Yeah, most in the definitely. Tizang. Yeah, I, I like Courtney. <sighs> but it's I don't know. Like, you know what? I wouldn't. And then you also have to think, then you also have to think about this too, because Courtney Lee's approaching the end of his contract also. So if he's so if he has that one year left in his contract, too, nah, bro, he that's had, good. That's gonna make him like more likely to be traded. He signed four years. Like when Phil Jackson signed him, he signed him for four years, right? I know. He, he gave I'm, a bunch of people four years. So if you're talking about years left in his contract, you think he has three years left? 
because last year was the first year when he came around with, with Rose and them. So he has mm-hmm. three years left. So he's going to be him, Noah, coming off the books at the same time. And then it's mm-hmm. like, then we making a decision for real. Mm-hmm. I think I think the way I was thinking about it, though, is like, <coughs> because you, you it, it, it's definitely not going to be Hardaway Jr. Because no, he, he's just, gonna, he just signed yeah, four years. That's not... And, and, and then it's like, Dotson, I'm like, unless you want to give up on him quickly, no. you, you're, you're going to keep him around. No. And the same thing for Ron Baker, too. Unless you're going to give up on him quickly, no, but this, you're going you're to keep him around also. But Ron Baker, he, you know, he's mellow. He has no trade clause. So it's like, we yeah, can't come yeah, to ourselves. Ex- yeah, exactly. So you can't even trade him anyway. So, yo, damn, uh-oh. Steve Mills, man. You should have waited. Yo, Mills, all you had to do was wait. Two more weeks or whatever until Scott Perry got here so he could smack the... So he could smack the... Sheep. <laughs> for signing around, making it to a no-trade clause. Man, you killed our leverage, man. Yeah, so I'm like, when you look at all that, too, it's like, who's the last guy left? <sighs> Courtney Lee. Let's, re- let's breathe. You know what? I'm I'm going to have my Courtney Lee uh, rant right now because I like... Courtney Lee is one of the veterans here. He, there's Jared Jack who also got us, who got us on track, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then Courtney Lee also got us on track. There was, Courtney Lee was the OG. He went to the media and was like, these dudes don't know to play right now. Yeah. They need to get their ish together. He is a leader. He's one of the leaders. Yeah. And he's one of the captains for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He was a reason... The Memphis game, he was the reason why he won the Memphis game. He he helped turn it around. The Raptors game, when he was dead in the water, after Coach Hornacek cursed him all the way the hell out, he was the reason why he he we won the Raptors game. Cordy Lee is, to me right now, so inviolable. And it's, to me, it's kind of... It's, you know what? For me, Cordy Lee has another... I feel like Cordy Lee has another gear, man. He does. I feel like... As old and spoiled as Courtney Lee is right now, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because he's really spoiled, you know I like him, but as old and spoiled as people could pretend that he is, look at his skill set. He can shoot. Mm-hmm. He can pass. Mm-hmm. He can has a floater, mid-range game, mm-hmm. and he can finish at the rim. Yeah. What is Courtney Lee's weakness? He essentially doesn't really have a weakness. His one I mean, weakness I mean, probably he's, is his he's, not, he's not a great rebounder. He's not a great rebounder. Okay, for a shooting guard. Yeah. And um, that's a stretch for a shooting guard. Shooting guard's not even like looking to be a rebounder at a shooting yeah, guard position. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I'm, I'm, just try, I'm just trying to point out something. You're just yeah, trying, yeah, to yeah, I'm just trying to find that's something. A, that is exactly my point. Pointy Lee's biggest weakness is his aggressiveness. That's the only thing that's wrong with him. Mm hmm. And then when he's aggressive, it's like holy cow, he can he can I don't know, man. I feel like mm-hmm. this is another notch for Courtney Lee to grow. Yeah. Even in his old age. The 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 thing with Courtney Lee is like, I think if whether Courtney Lee moves or not is going to highly depend on where the Knicks are. Definitely. Because you're gonna because you have to you have to believe that if Courtney Lee continues to perform the way he's performing right now. Contenders are going to be looking to add them to their squad. Most definitely. Which means, you know, contenders are going to be willing to give up, like, young players, first-round picks, etc., to bring in Courtney Lee to possibly 
give them more bench depth or whatever the case may be. But Scott Perry already told you he's not into the trust process. He likes mm-hmm. veterans around, and he sees the leadership that Courtney Lee brings to the team. So he's not going to just throw away Courtney Lee. He, mm-hmm. like, I feel, I feel like maybe it would have been a different scenario if we were losing. Mm-hmm. But we're not losing. We're, like, teetering. We're actually... We're, we're floating around 500. Yeah. And you know what? January's coming up. Right now, we're playing all these teams who are below 500 teams, but January's coming up where we're going to be a lot... We're going to be on the road a lot. And yeah. that's going to be a turning point to really see where this team is going to be. But you know what? Um, I don't think he's going to be moving accordingly. Unless the, the Knicks just... The bottom just falls out. Yeah, that, that's that's why I said I think it's going to depend on where the Knicks are, really. Because if the Knicks are doing well, they're not going to move Courtney Lee, you know? Like, because then it would be like, why? We're doing really good, you know? Unless, like, it's a trade where it's like, we're getting better. Mm-hmm. That's the only way you could see a trade like that being pulled off. But if it's, you know, just to get young players and draft picks, it's not going to really happen, you know what I mean? I, I agree. I... We're in a good, I don't know, we're in a spot. We're in a weird spot right now where we have all these young players that we don't want to give up. Some of them expire. I don't even think, I think Dotson, I'm not sure how long his contract is, but I don't even think it's that long. Well, he, he's not a first-round pick. So. He's a second-round pick, yeah. so he had to negotiate his contract after the fact. So I, I'm off the top of my mind, I think it's two years. Mm-hmm. So if he's not getting playing time, you got to see how he feels. Maybe he feels comfortable with the organization. Maybe he wants to play more in the D-League and develop. Who knows what's going to happen with him? Mm-hmm. I see why you're saying it, though, Ryan, but ugh. Yeah. I have a man crush on Lee. So it's hard. It's hard, man. It's hard for me to let him go. <laughs> I like Lee, too. I'm just, I'm just trying to think logically about it. Like, who would, be the, who, like who, would be the, <laughs> who would be the more likely one to go? That's Logic is just... It's, it's, he's not just a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna get, let's get into these game recaps yes. right now, actually. Our first game... Knicks and the Pacers. Yes, Knicks and the Pacers. So, hold on, hold on. I gotta, I gotta really get into these, 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 these sound effects now. So if if you, if you hear the wrong sound effect, <laughs> don't judge me. I'm new to this. We'll get it together. We'll make it work. Most definitely. And I'm going to get into the stats and the facts right now. Oh wait, oh wait. This is the part where you read the stats and the facts for the Pacers because we because they yeah because yeah yeah because the Pacers won. Oh. oh God! You know, you know. Just in case if any Knicks players are listening right now, this is just to remind them, like y'all suck this game. Oh my! So, so y'all nah. need to listen to these stats from, oh from my. the other team. Yo, do we have to listen to this though? Unfortunately, yes. You know what? Can I play some Jordan Lucas? I like his. I like that kid. Well, you can play whatever you want, but but but, but I'm going to read these Pacers stats. Damn, though. I have to do the sound effects. I can't even play Jordan and listen to the sound effects <laughs> and do the stats the sound effects at the same time. Oh God. Oh, all right, fine. Let's go. Let's go. Let's First, go. I'm going to start with Thaddeus Young, mm. 20 points, six rebounds, and Bruh. he had pl- and he had a plus 26 when he was on the court. A plus 26. Yes. Oh my God. Former Nets great Boyan Bogdanovic, 19 points. Mm. Then we also had um, Victor Oladipo. He had a reasonable game, 16 points and five rebounds, four assists. Oh. Plus twenty five when he was on the court. Mm, man. Then uh, we had. Okay, oh, see, he's crying right now. Yeah, Miles Turner, twelve points, five rebounds, but plus twenty eight when he was on the court. God damn. Uh, oh, God. Uh. And then we had 
Darren Collison, 10 points, 10 assists, plus 27. He was on the court? Oh. You can't stop Darren Collison? That's nah. Chris Paul protege? No way. And then we had Sabonis' son, 12 points, 12 rebounds off the bench. Bruh. God, man. And then we had also Corey Joseph, who also contributed 12 points off the bench for the Pacers. Uh, and now I'm going to get into the Knicks stats. We got to do that too? Yes, which are not very impressive. Um, Beasley had 13 points, three rebounds. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. I, get, I mean, I, I, I guess. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Mellow? Mellow? Mellow from I guess. Uh, yeah, lefty mellow, but... Uh, there was a troubling stat with Beasley, but... Yeah, I mean, these are troubling stats, too. Enos Cantor and Courtney Lee both minus 34 when they were on the court. Bruh. Yeah. Now... And, Enos um, was... Enos, though, he was coming off the little... The back... He's not 100%. Because mm-hmm. he was... He's coming off the back stuff and... Uh, but, yeah. Courtney, come on, bro. Yeah, and then we had um, your man, Willie Hernan Gomez. 14 points and 10 rebounds oh. off the oh, wait, bench. Wait, 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 wait. Nah, I'm sorry, nah, I'm sorry, nah, sorry. Nah, wait, gotta, wait, you, do, do it again, do it again. Yeah, you got to show some respect. 14 points and 10 rebounds. <laughs> All right, something happened. And we had McDermott, who also had 12 points off the bench. Wait, who, who do we have? McDermott. Hey. Yes. Ah, ah, go, Doug. Yeah, man. And now I'm again to these team stats, which are pretty terrible. Lord. The Pacers shot 53.5% from the field. Jesus. 42.3% from three. Oh, Jesus. And is there anything else do I need to point out here that definitely did not go the Knicks way? Hmm. Well, it does seem like... um. The Pacers got a bit happy on the fast break. Really? 26 points off turnovers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Bruh. Yeah, and, and that's about it. Oh, man. Now, bear with me. I'm going straight off memory because I know there's a lot of games this week, and this happened in the beginning of the week. So, uh, let's see. This Pacers game, what I remember from this Pacers game was... Cantor didn't play well. That's for uh, Miles Turner was blocking the crap out of him a lot of times, man. He just looked like I don't know. He looked like he just came off an injury. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I commend him for battling through and and doing what he did, but he, it just didn't seem well. He didn't seem like he was playing well uh, to me. Also, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Did KP play that game? No, KP was out. Him and Tim Hardaway Jr. Right. That's right, that's right, that's right. Tim Hardaway Jr. and KP were both out of the game, right? So I was thoroughly excited to have to see my guy, uh, Dotson, yes. actually play. And he actually had a decent game. A lot of the damage he did was in um, garbage time. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He, he did pretty well in garbage time. And then... 9.7 rebounds. 9.7 rebounds. And you know what? So did a lot of the the the, the second unit, uh, McDermott. The really the, the, the this was a game for the second unit. Really the starters blew this joint from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um KP was out, so Beasley was in. Beasley 
he, how do I say, his offense was going all right, but you know what? He has a propensity for turnovers a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I believe Beasley had something like five or six turnovers that game. He had five turnovers. Yeah, and as you see, like a lot of, it was a lot of fast break points. A lot of was go for some careless Beasley, Beasley turnovers. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like sometimes I don't want Beasley to pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, chuck it, Bees. Chuck it because. Sometimes his passes, but in particular at the top of the key or three point line, he tries to do these entry passes mm-hmm. that just seems like it's not a good idea. And he seems, I, I feel like he gets half of his turnover just off of those entry passes from the top of the key. Yeah. So bare minimum, Beasley, don't try entry pass on top of the three on top of the key. I maybe I think you're maybe a better wing passer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's my observation from Beasley. Another thing is. Jared Jack's foot speed. He's he's a great player, but sometimes he's just he's just he's just too slow, man. Mm-hmm. To keep off uh, the point guard penetration, and also the pick and roll. It seems like the Knicks were switching on pick and roll every single time, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wait, that's not that's not <laughs> that's not what. I, Oh man! <laughs> what I meant to do was, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> this is what happens when Edge leaves. This is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, the 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 Pacers exploited it, man. They exploited us a lot. Mm-hmm. Every time down, all they did was pick and roll. Mm-hmm. Wait for the switch. It didn't matter, it didn't matter if Jack was in the game or Nilakini was in the game. They just waited for the switch. And then posted the point guard mm-hmm. at the 15-foot line. And then they either scored or waited for a double because the Knicks were in a bad position, switched it, uh, and passed it out for a three-pointer. And mm-hmm. they pretty much repeated that the whole game. Yeah, and the Knicks and the Knicks do not play with a small lineup. When you have a small lineup, then you can switch everything because everybody's of similar size and length. And so it's not going to matter who's guarding who, really. But when the, But the Knicks play big. So therefore, switching is not going to work all the time with the Knicks. You have to you have to either show and then switch back to your man, right? Or, or just try to you know just stick with your man. Or like say for example, if you do switch and the ball swings around, then you just quickly switch back. Yeah, you know, man. You know when the ball is when the ball's on the um other side of the court. Word, but they're spacing and they 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 recognize this. They recognize the switches a lot, man. They exploited it, and the spacing prevented from Knicks from switching back like they did in previous games. Like there's, there was a few games where switching worked, mm-hmm. and Knicks were able to switch this ball on the big, and then a big would come from behind, and then switch off of the small. So then, mm-hmm. you know, there wouldn't be some crazy mismatch. But I don't know. Maybe the Pacers' game plan they just executed a lot better, and they weren't able to cover for their man once the switch happened, and. It, it it killed us the whole game. That was the main problem I felt like for that that stretch. Yeah. And um, what else I saw was even Be- Beasley's defense that game. Up and down. There were some times where he's kind of caught in no lands land on the quick and roll, and it kind of hurt us too. And I I I didn't really particularly like that. 
But um Yeah, but I mean then again, Beasley is lefty mellow and you know, shares similarities with real mellow. Right. Especially when it's especially yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shot came. Yeah. That, 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 that shot came. And Melo's been shooting really bad this week too, by the yeah, way, man. He has been, yeah. If you follow if you follow Melo, he's been shooting like he even addressed addressed the media. Yeah. And said, Yeah, this is the craziest stump of his career. But um, and the funny thing is that the Thunder are still winning for the most part, even with them shooting bad. Word, but I mean, they still got to lose a record right now, don't they? Yeah, they they still do, but I think they've won like like for the last five or something like that. Hmm. Go figure. Yeah. But anyway, back uh, the Knicks. <clears throat> and they uh, excuse me, the this this game was really about developing the rookies and stuff in garbage time because we got a lot of run. This is this is the first time we kind of saw Ron Baker start to get more of his feet wet. And when Ron Baker and Lil' Kina and stuff were in a game, you start to see, you know, you know what, there could be something here. Mm-hmm. You start to see that. Um, he, he, he hit a few threes in the corner, and you start to realize, you know what, Ron Baker might just be more of a shooting guard. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, mentally, uh, mentally... I kind of feel like he's just more prepared to just spot up and shoot instead of just bringing the ball up, setting up the offense, worrying about other players. Granted, Ron Baker is a good passer, mm-hmm. but he's not a point guard. There's a difference. Yeah. So I feel like he's a good passer off the wing and he can spot the cutters and hit him in stride sometimes, but running an offense is not totally his thing, and he was in his comfort zone nope. playing shooting guard, and he got a taste of some garbage time. And that Pacers game. So that was a plus if he was looking for something to cheer about. Yes. Also, what was nice to see was um, because it was garbage time in the third and fourth quarter, Franklin Lakina got to, like, you know, kind of run around a bit. He tried some things out. Um, I saw Frank. I watched Frank very closely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, he's not very aggressive on the drives, and I saw him drive this game, which I was happy about. Mm-hmm. I also saw him drive to his left yeah, multiple times, even though he didn't make the layups. I'm just like, you something need to work on. Mm-hmm. But I actually seen him attempt it. I, I, I never seen him attempt to even drive left. Yeah. So, you know what? It was cool to see him try some things out. And Dotson, too, I, it was good to see Dotson hit a few jumpers and get, some, get into some rhythm. Mm-hmm. And also, Willie got some burn as well. Willie. Willie. (laughs) I give Willie so much. I'm going to just give him a clap just because. Willie, he did his thing on the offensive end. He he had some nice pick and rolls action going on, even with some nice little pick and roll chemistry between him and and Ron Bacon. Ron Bacon found him a few times. Yeah. So you know what? Big ups to Willie. Yes, yes, yes. And then loss, keep your head up, bro. Keep running. And hopefully you you get your time to shine when, when the time comes and you, you know. True in the rotation, you know what I'm saying? Most definitely. So you know that uh that that is that. The Pacers game. Now what 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 game was next? The after the Pacers game, the Knicks faced, let me see. The Grizzlies. The yeah, Grizzlies, yes. Yes. From Memphis. Yes. And the Grizzlies have been struggling. They have been, and the Knicks made sure to shut that down. Thank and- you, thank you, God. Because yes. it was getting, it got a little scary in the beginning. Exactly. The Knicks won 99 to 88. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. We're not trying to boo that. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Oh. Say that score again. 
99 to 88. All right, all there right, all right. Knicks win 99 to 88. <laughs> Got it right, and now I'm going to get to the stats and the facts. Courtney Lee, 24 points, plus 18 when he was on the court. Courtney Lee was super saying this game. Yes. KP, 18 points, 5 rebounds. Unicorn, full unicorn mode. Yes, we had Enos Cantor, 12 points, 12 rebounds. Enos had an interesting game. Yes, Jared Jack, 10 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds, plus 19 when he was on the floor. Wait, wait. Yes, I mean, yes. I didn't do that, but you know, ooh, sounded like, ooh. <laughs> it still works. Yes, and big up Lance Thomas. I mean, his stats-wise, he wasn't impressive. Eight points and four rebounds, but plus 26 when he was on the court. Whoa. That's what I meant it for. But I have a... He was also... people. The teammates gave a uh, big mention to Lance Thomas after that game. I'll get yes. back into that after the, my man with the stats and the facts. Exactly. Then we had Lefty Mello, 14 points and four rebounds off the bench. Plus 19 when he was on the court. Man, my man be easy. Yes, sir. I feel like this probably was his best game as a Knicks so far. I wouldn't say that because he did drop 30 that one game against the Rockets. Yes, but... Even he, though it was, it was an it was L, a, though. It was an L. There's a reason why I'm saying this, too, and I'll get to that. All right, and um, now we're going to get to team stats. Mm-hmm. The Knicks shot 52.2% from the field. Uh-huh. Shot 64.3% from three. Oh, yeah, keep it going. You, you still clapping. Yeah. <laughs> they out-rebounded the Grizzlies 51-33. to Wait, wait, what? They out-rebounded the Grizzlies 51-33. to that's impressive. That's that cancer effect problem. Most yeah. definitely. And those are the major stats. They outscored him in the paint 34 to 22 also. That's what's up, man. Yes. Knicks came and showed up. Now, um, here, here, here's what I have to say about that game. Uh, I know Justin Start was starting Dotson in the beginning. Mm-hmm. To, because, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. has been playing. He's been out. Yes. With uh, wait, you know what? I just realized that um, the last podcast. I don't think he was in the last podcast. He was not injured last podcast. Am I correct? So and he, I think he played like part of the, like half of those games or something like that. So Tim Hardaway Jr. is injured. Is injured right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he has he's he's going to be reevaluated in a few weeks mm-hmm. with like an ankle f- f- stress. Something. It's not quite a fracture, but it's a stress thing. Yeah. But anyway, Dodson has been starting. And I think, I believe the coach wanted to start Dodson because he didn't want to disrupt the bench chemistry. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. And he felt like, you know what? It's already an adjustment to have one person out of the starting group. So I don't want to disrupt the starting group and the bench group. So you know what? I'll just plug Dodson in. And, you know, he plays defense anyway. And then keep the continuity of the bench together. That's I, I think that's what his thinking is. Mm-hmm. But after those few games of losing, I think um, he changed up the strategy and had Lance uh, start, and he had a big impact in this game. Yeah. Matter of fact, a lot of teammates gave him some kudos because they felt like he was the emotional floor leader, and he was getting everybody in the right spots, and he was getting in that ass and telling people where to go yep. and how fast and how high to jump. 
And that's why he's one of the captains. Yes, he is. And, El Capitan. And that's why last week when I asked who is the second most important Nick player, I said my boy from Brooklyn, <laughs> Lance Thomas. Yeah, he deserves I'm, that love. He deserves it. All right. And I'm looking at... And, you know, I wasn't exactly serious last week. But you know what? I'm serious this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I, I still pick Jared Jack. But still, I like Lance and what he did. So, um... Now back to this game. Lance Thomas started and uh, he he did his thing defensively. He was always in the right spot, swarming, helping the helper, doing all the Lancey things that Lance does. Yes, yes. And I appreciated that game. But um, you know what? That game wasn't all easy breezy. Most definitely not, because the in typical Knicks fashion, what they do is in the first quarter they make sure to fall down by. By average, double-digit points. Right, right, right. Like they like, like they love to do. Right, right, right. Exactly. And then as the game goes on, they tend to claw back and claw back until they finally overcome their opponent and win. Exactly. And you know what? This game was nothing different. Um, it's the same thing. Uh, but you know what? We came. It started. The change started to happen in the second quarter. We didn't play well at first. Um, Cantor was having problems, um, scoring. On Gasol, mm-hmm. and you know what? He still worked diligently to get his rebounds, but he couldn't score. He was doing all his canter moves and his head fakes, and can't. And, and Gasol wasn't buying on it. It was funny. What was funny about it was uh, Clyde's comments because he was like, "The problem with can't. The problem with Gasol is he's so slow that he's not biting on any canter's face." <laughs> <laughs> I was dying laughing. He's like, he's just, he's just too slow to react to fakes. So he's like, he's doing 20, 30, 40 fakes. And he, he's still standing there. <laughs> so, so oh, yeah. Man. So Marcus Gasol is not the matchup for his cancer because none of those head fakes work because he just pretty much just stood there and waited. Yeah. And then... Cantor would just pretty much just try to shoot over him or roll into him and run into, like, a big-ass brick wall. Pretty much. But, um... You know what? Cantor fought and got the 12 rebounds, and that's all that matters. He helped us towards the win. Yes. But shout-out to Cantor for that. But, um, really, my guy, the guy that uh, my man Ryan G wants to get rid of, (laughs) (laughs) Courtney Lee was the reason why the Knicks won that game, because he took over. Yeah, he most definitely did. Yeah, he took over. Uh, he, he he cranked up the defense in that second quarter. He got in the pass lane, got some steals, and then he started shooting threes. It got to the point where he was just shooting. It was like, you know, he, I felt like he was in that zen mode, that that area between I'm th- not thinking and I'm thinking at the same time, and he's just like balls in his hands. He's shooting threes. Wow, wow. Wet. In, and it, it was going, man. It's, it's, we, we fought back in that second quarter. Mm-hmm. Third quarter came, and we kept that same energy and that same momentum, and we, we powered through. Porzingis wasn't playing that well either. He hit nope. his first two shots in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Then he fell off. That third quarter, he hit that first three at the top of the key. Wet. 
Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then he was killing it from then on. From then on. So shout out to my guys, Courtney. Yeah, you also you also hit some big shots late in the game too, KP. Were hit some big shots, some big daggers at the end. He hit a, a big three. Um, when uh, Jared Jack, they went to double Jared Jack, which is the stupidest yeah, thing I've ever seen. I, I, I didn't understand that either. <laughs> yeah, Memphis is horrible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Mario Chalmers, that's all Mario Chalmers sighting. I'm, I'm, I'm like, where this guy Mario Chalmers came from, yo? Super like, Mario was in the fat, but he was nothing super about that guy. Nah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those heat days are done. <laughs> nah, those days are done. But I mean, granted, you know he came. He was injured last year, and he came mm. back. He do you know he did look good. He looked slim. Yeah, he did. Because you know when he was playing with, he was playing with Miami with LeBron. He was looking a little chummy. He was yeah, looking like he was hitting the cookies. Yeah, he in the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I think his ACL injury, whatever injury he had, he was, yeah. he had to he had to take off that stress and he. So you know what? Yeah, Chandler Parsons looked like he was pretty healthy too in that game. Yo, that was another thing. The three point defense on Chandler Parsons. Yeah. Now. I don't know what Jeff thinks sometimes, but sometimes Jeff has a tendency to put Porzingis on these smaller plays, and it kills us. Yeah. And that was a lot of the problem in that Grizzlies game, too. We had Porzingis guarding quicker, small forward-like players playing power forward, and he's like, at that point, you know what? It's not even worth having Porzingis play, play that. And, I, and, and so that, you know what? The Grizzlies went on little runs when that happened, and yeah. Parsons let us up. But, you know, he's able to pull, pull it in. Put it through at the end. And you know what, too? Um, Jared Jack, too. Yeah, he had a pretty good overall game. Yeah, man. Jared Jack had like 10 points, 10 assists. Yeah. And he played his, his a nice little full general game, and he wasn't he wasn't missing, man. He took control of that game. Yes. And he made all the right passes. So shout-outs to Jared Jack. Shout-outs to my boy, Courtney Lee. And shout-out to Lance Thomas for doing the damn thizzle. Yeah, last time was definitely the X factor in that game. One more time for my boy from Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause no I believed in you. <laughs> but I did. Look at that planet fasciitis is that finally gone. Fasciitis. <laughs> it's no more. It is no longer and he's healed up and he is winning. Yes. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. We we did the damn thing. We came out with the win and we won the game we supposed to win because we <sighs> We, 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 we were scared for a second, but we, we got it. This is, it was Knicks, too, man. This is what we do sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we'll see. And what's the next game now? The Chicago Bulls. La- oh, God. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, if y'all are not familiar. Wait, 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 wait. Bruh. <laughs> if y'all are not familiar... The Knicks lost to the Bulls 104-102 in Chicago. Duh, yeah, man. Unfortunately, for some reason, the Knicks don't know how to play on the road. But um, I'll get into the stats and the facts for the Bulls, the winning team. Mm-hmm. They had Chris Dunn, 17 points, 9 assists, and 7 rebounds. Boo! Martin. Dunn. Dunn, 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 in, man. <laughs> Lobby Markinen, God the damn rookie, it. 15 points and 8 rebounds and 2 blocks. Bruh. Ugh. Robin Lopez, 11 points, 2 blocks, 3 rebounds. Whoa. Wait, no. I, I, there was there was mad sound effects right now. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't know what was going on, uh, but um, and then this dude. These labels ain't labeled right. <laughs> and then Meritick. 19 points off the bench, 
This guy, man. The three-point sheet, the three... <sighs> and I want to know whose mans is this? No Waba. 15 points and five rebounds. Yo, this guy came bench. out of nowhere, man. This guy is like a, is this, that guy man. is a blur. That guy is fast as hell, yeah, first he of all. Yeah, he is, and he got hops. Jesus Christ. I don't even... And then Bobby Portis also had 10 points, three rebounds, two assists. Um, it, it's, I, think, I think it's good to see Bobby Portis and Mirta getting along nowadays. I mean, when you're not punching people, you yeah. know, I guess. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, I guess it's team building. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta punch a bit. Sometimes you gotta punch a dude to, you know. Yeah, let them know it's good. To you be know? closer, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, you know, build, yeah. build team chemistry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, come here, Ryan. Yeah, you know. Let's um, build some chemistry. That was bad. Now I'm gonna get to the Knicks stats. KP, 23 points, four rebounds. Okay, all right. I mean, I have, I have some stuff to say about KP, but. um. Yeah. Courtney Lee, 14 points, four rebounds. That was a strange game by Courtney Lee, too. Enos Cantor, 10 points, 11 rebounds, four assists. It's, it's strange. And then we had three guys off the bench with 10 points each. Doug McDermott, 10 points, six rebounds, four assists. Wait, 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 wait. Hey. Killed yeah. it, man. He was going on. He, I was happy because this is the first game I saw him play good away. Yeah, from the Garden. Most definitely, we had Kylo Quinn who also contributed with ten points, three rebounds. Okay, okay, okay. And we had the French Prince, ten point seven assists off the bench. What? What? My boy Frank was wheeling and dealing and passing issue and go rank. My yeah. guy was doing it. Exactly. Yo. And now we're gonna get to the team stats. Yeah. They allowed the Bulls to shoot 51.2% from the field. Bruh. And pretty much, everything was pretty much even for the most part. I mean, I mean both, both teams had 49 rebounds. Knicks yeah. had 28 assists. Bulls had 25 assists. Total team turnovers, both that you had 15. They both had similar points off turnovers. but And the Knicks did kill them in the paint, 56 points to 42. But pretty much... It's hard to really determine what the difference was through the stats. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened. First of all, how did Beasley do that game? He didn't even, he didn't even mention that game, right? Uh, Listen, let's see, because nine points, five rebounds. I mean, you know what? I forgot to say something about Beasley for the last game. Let me say this really quick. Beasley had a good game last game mm -hmm. against Memphis because he scored. He was very efficient. And he didn't have any turnovers, which yeah. which is I was happy about. Lefty Mello. Lefty Mello was in effect in that Memphis game. So yeah. thank you, Beasley, for stepping on that Memphis game. I thought he was turning the corner there. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know, it's good to see him have a good game with no, when I wasn't screaming at him. <laughs> <laughs> but back to this Bulls game, though. Bruh, man. Listen. What's that Bulls rookie's name? Nawaba? No, 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 not Nawaba, the 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 uh the shooter. Oh, marketing? Marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah. Now, earlier in the summer, right, uh, we all know that there were rumors that, you know, Phil Jackson was trying to trade KP, and KP, he was trying to trade KP for uh, Booker. Uh, he trying to trade him to the Celtics. Da, 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 da. And there was a rumor going around that he wanted to trade KP and pick... keep forgetting this guy. Marketing. Marketing. And they asked KP about that before the game. Oh, wow. 
And he kind of chuckled, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's crazy. I was reading, the, I was reading Twitter, and that happened. That was interesting." <laughs> now, we all have our theory about KP, mm-hmm. and how about how KP holds grudges, right? KP pays attention, and I feel like in this game, KP took this matchup a little too personally, mm-hmm. and here's why. That first quarter by KP was atrocious. Yeah. Uh, he went... I think he was trying to go uh, hoodie unicorn last game. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was ISO every single time, trying to shoot over double teams. Yeah. Try, he he was not looking to pass. He shot 25, games, 25 shots that game, and that first... I think 20 of them came in that first quarter. Yeah. Like, like he, <laughs> he was shuck-a-luck bro, man. Yeah. And there was plenty of times I'm like, yo, the double's coming, pass it, and he just shot it and kept shooting it. He, he took that... He took it, I think he, I felt like he took it too personal. Yeah, he most definitely did, and as a result, Markkinen had a pretty good game against them, too. Yeah, man. I mean, KP ended up with good numbers, per se. I'm not sure about the shooting percentage. It, it was not great because I think he hit 10 or 25 shots if I'm if I remember right, correctly. Which yeah. is not really that good of a shooting percentage. Nah. But he took it, he should have passed a lot of those times out of the double team. And you know what? Courtney Lee had a weird game too because he was like one for eight or one for nine in that first quarter. Yeah, he was cold early in that game. Very cold. And it was like, bro, what's happening? Yeah. You was just killing it with, with Memphis. And I don't know. He didn't have it that game. But whatever. We fell behind. Really, that first quarter was kind of what did us in, in my opinion. Much, yeah. The first quarter, no, not even the first quarter, the first quarter and the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. And after after the, the starters left, and my guy, uh, uh, my guy, my guy. And you know, that just reminded me of something because I feel like the defensive rotations in the Bulls game was not too good because. I do recall this play in the game. I think it was either in the third or the fourth quarter. It was a, I know it was definitely second half where the rotations did the Knicks in on one of the three-pointers that the Bulls hit. And it was a, yes. ma- and, and it was a major three-pointer, too. Because it, it dealt with Frank also because I felt like Frank made the wrong read on the rotation. Mm. Because there was a play in the game where Bobby Portis was at the... Um, was straight away was at the um three point line straight away. Right. And Bobby Portis got the ball and whoever was guarding him, I forgot if it was KP or somebody, mm-hmm. but they flew right by him. Mm. So and then you had Grant on the wing and then you had Meritick in the corner. But they were guarded though, because Frank was on Grant. And I think Beasley I, was I, on... Yo, you remember, yo, it's funny you say this. I was going to mention the same play, but keep yeah, going. Yeah, Beasley was on Meritick. It was Beasley's fault. It wasn't Frank's fault. No, it was Frank's fault because I feel like you should know that if you rotate to Portis, Beasley's going to more like more than likely rotate to Grant. That's going to leave Meritick open for three. And, you know, Meritick is a good three-point shooter. I felt like Frank should have never rotated. Like, if anything, you let Bobby Portis take that shot. Cause he's cause out of all of them, like he's the one that's more likely gonna miss. You know what? You're right. And um, I'm thinking I'm confusing plays. Cause I'm thinking mm-hmm. of a similar scenario, but with a different with with Beasley. But you're absolutely right. The yeah. Knicks in that game did did not um they didn't recognize who the shooter was and who wasn't and played defensive accordingly, and that was a lot of the problem. Because a similar play happened where 
there was a, a, a scramble and rotation, and Beasley left Muracic to guard Grant at the three-point line. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, dude, he just hit. You know he's a three-point shooter. Grant is not a three-point shooter. Everybody mm-hmm. knows when Grant was with the Knicks, he was not shooting threes. Mm-hmm. And when he hit a three, it was like a miracle. It was like, oh! it was like a celebration. <laughs> the parade was thrown. There was a flow. Mm-hmm. There was confetti. The cheerleaders came down backflips. Mm-hmm. It was like a big deal. So, yeah. like, you... <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, that's why I blamed Frank, because I was like, Frank should have known better to, to rotate the porters because he know he knows Beasley is on Meritic. No, and, no, and, no. And, and he knows more than likely if he rotates the porters, then Beasley's, Beasley's going to no, more no, than likely no, no, rotate I'm, I'm the agreeing grand. with you. I'm agreeing then, with you. And then Meritic gets the wide open three in the quarter, which is what happened. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying there was two different situations. Happening. Yeah. That one that you talking with Portis, and there was mm-hmm. another one Beasley. All that happened right. with Beasley and Grant. It was the same situation where both players went to Grant and mm-hmm. left Port and left Miracic open. Yeah. Which is, is stupid. Yeah. The Knicks had a bad time that game just reading who the shooter and who wasn't. Like you don't rotate on the non shooter. This just doesn't make sense. It is Yeah, it just doesn't. Know your personnel. Yeah. And that was a disappointing in Jack too, because I felt like Jack was playing really lazy defense. Mm-hmm. He was not closing out on the shooter, and that that didn't help us either. Yeah. But the thing was too, the starters are sucking. The 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 rookies came in. First play out the gate, Frank drives, misses the drive, misses the layup or whatever, but he drives straight out the gate, mm-hmm. off the dribble, no pick, just drive. I'm like, yo, Frank is doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. So after that happens. I'm like, yo, Frank is going to have a good game this game. Yeah. And he shoot, he ends up with 10 points, 7 assists, making all the right reads, making all the right shots. He was being aggressive. And then he, all the right plays were happening. And then towards the end of the game, he, have, he didn't have a good amount of turnovers. But at the end of the game, Jeff took him out. Mm-hmm. And this is like his best shooting game of the season so far. Yeah. He's hitting threes. He had a three in Miracic's face. I'm like, yeah. I didn't understand why they took Frank out at the end. I just don't. He's. I don't know. He, especially with Jack was having a bad game in the beginning yeah. of the game in the first quarter, he wasn't really doing anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Jeff Hornet's six rotations at times make you scratch your head. Bro. Yeah. So that was a problem. Yeah. And you know what? Also was a problem. The refs at the end of the game, the blown calls. Uh, they called K- travel on KP at the end of the game, which wasn't a travel, which was a head scratcher. They called foul on Courtney Lee, which was also a head scratcher, when he was down by one, or mm-hmm. and that took the the momentum out the game. And it, it wait, are you talking about that play when Courtney Lee fouled on Chris Dunley? Yes, number yes. Yeah. With like two seconds left in the game, yeah. Courtney Lee's rotating, f- foul, foul, phantom fouls, Cliff Dunn, Chris mm-hmm. Dunn, and then we lose the game. I didn't understand that, yeah. but I also didn't understand why. As soon as the the bench was putting in all that work, it was a battle between the Knicks and the Bulls, and it was close. As soon as the starters came in, Knicks Bulls are up by ten. Yeah. With the blink of an eye, and now we're down ten with three minutes to go. We miraculously come back, tie up the game, or damn near tie the game up, and then lose. Still, it was it was atrocious, man. Yeah. And the, and, the, and, the, and the funny thing, too, is that Knicks could have still won that game because yeah, KP got a good look. A and, great look at three. And he missed it. <laughs> but you know what? We shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Yeah, that we, is true. We, they came in that first quarter expecting to win and did not play with energy, and we paid the price for it. Yeah. Just like that Hawks game. So I'm... Whatever. That game was a wash. But you know what? We ended up playing... 
the Hawks back at home the next day. And traditionally, we're not good on back-to-backs. But we were good tonight. But we were good tonight, exactly. Yes, so um, I'll get into the stats and the facts. The Knicks beat the Hawks 111-107. to All right, all right, all right. KP had 30 points and 8 rebounds. Yo, three backs blocks. is old, KP. Yes, yes. And we had Jared Jack, 19 points and 4 assists. Yo, season high. Jack was back with the old school stats. Exactly. And then we had Dougie McDermott off the bench, 23 points and 3 rebounds. What? What? Yes. Doug shooting the lights out. I like the way he was cutting to the hole, the basket. Doug was killing it, man. Exactly. And those are the three main people. But also, I like the plus minuses off the bench because really, it was really the bench that got the Knicks back into this game. Beasley, plus 11. Yeah, man. McDermott, plus 10. Kylo Quinn, plus 14. French Prince, plus 11. Hey, 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 hey. Give them the friends, give them the friends, bro. Yes. Now we're going to get into the team stats. All right, all right, all right. Now the stats were pretty much even throughout. There's really nothing that really sticks out in this game. Except the fact that the Hawks, well, I should say the Knicks had 25 points off of... um. Turnovers, which pretty much helped them in this game. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. The stats are pretty even throughout. Yeah, it was a... You know what the interesting thing about this game was? The, 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 the coaching. Mm-hmm. Because this game was all about matchups. The last game, the last time we lost to the Hawks, it was because we couldn't rotate on three-point shooters. Mm-hmm. So this game... We played a lot of small ball. Yeah. And this was a game where Ron Baker had a time to shine. Mm-hmm. He did his thing. Uh, Knicks fans are, are Ron Baker fans again because you know what? He, he, he was not point guard. He was shooting threes. He was moving the ball. He was playing amazing defense. I think I think on two, uh, there was like two plays in the game where like he drove to the basket and found Doug McDermott on like corner threes on either side. Yeah. And I was like, I was like... This is the El Presidente that I remember seeing last season. Yeah. (laughs) So he stepped it up. So grass to Ron Baker. And even Frank, um, even with his shooting balls, he just seemed like his defense was getting the job done. Yeah, Um, he was playing those passing lanes like crazy in that Hawks game. Yeah, his his, his length was in full effect. Yeah. And he hit a a nice little three and and a jump shot back to back. Mm Mm-hmm. And the coach was so confident in him that he left him in almost like the whole fourth quarter, pushed a part of the third in the whole fourth quarter. Matter so. of fact, Jeff Hornacek had a pretty interesting lineup because he had Jared, Jack, Frank, and Ron Baker in the game at all at the same time. Word. There was a point where he had Jared, Jack, Ron Baker, McDermott, Lance, and Beasley. Beasley was center. <laughs> <laughs> that that probably that probably explains why in ten minutes he got six fouls at one point. I mean, that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> And it was funny because Beasley, the walking bucket, could not score a bucket that game. Not at all. But it was the best defense I ever seen him play. Exactly. That's why <laughs> Even he, with his fouls. That's why he got a standing ovation when he got fouled out the game. Yeah, man. <laughs> Beasley was balling. Yep. He was. So shout out to Beasley. And it was crazy. That game was crazy because even though we scrapped mm-hmm. that game, I mean, we we... We did well. Yeah. And towards the... We... 
I was a little nervous, but I wasn't because I felt like we not that bad. I felt like we were going to win. Even yeah. though we were down, I was like, I just know no one's... It's too much on at stake. Mm-hmm. We're not going to let this game get away. I felt the same way. And Jared Jack was from the jump, hit every single shot. Um, O'Quinn, his passing, the team passing in general, I've seen like three or four people with four assists. Mm-hmm. Um... Also, towards the end of the game, though, my only gripe was the end of the game, there was a lot of stupid fouls. Yeah, there Jack was. Jack hit yeah. a three-point... Fouled somebody at a three-point line. Uh, KP had a stupid foul at the end. Uh, you just need a little bit more poise towards the end of the game, but all in all, I like how the team played. We came through, and we got the win we were supposed to. We beat the, the lesser team. Yes. Like the Knicks should be doing. Word. So, shout-out to Knicks. For winning that game, thank God we didn't lose to the Hawks twice. Oh, because that would have been terrible. Word. We surviving. We're staying afloat without Tim Hardaway Jr. this week. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Thank, thank you, Knicks, for not completely collapsing yes. and keeping us. I think we're at 500 right now, right? Yeah, 13 and 13. There we go. So clap it up for that. Yes. There was some. There was some game. There was some some things going on. Yeah. Now you know what. We, we, for those of you newcomers, it's, it's time for our favorite part of the show right now. It is the ooh, ooh. the ooh picks. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Ryan, do you have any ooh picks for us today? Yeah, actually, my ooh pick is coming from the Bulls game, even though the Knicks lost. Bruh, there was a there was a play in the game that you know kind of got me hyped, so I felt like I had to share this okay. with the um audience that's listening in right now. Okay. So, there was a play in the game when, you know, the Bulls were inbounding the ball. You know, Chris Dunn was waiting for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Frank, you know, doing what he do, playing that defense. Right, right, right. The Bulls inbound the ball. Frank gets a steal off the inbounds pass. And then, he, then you know, he's using his spidey senses. Notices that, oh, KP's behind oh, me. So, he steals the ball. Oh, yeah. No look. Passes over his shoulder Ooh. to KP, who dunks the ball. Ooh. Yes, man. Yes. Yes, that is my old pick right there. Yeah, that was nice. That was a nice pick from your guy. Yes. Frank. But I'm foreshadowing too. Frank also got us a Frank also gets a broad pick though. I'm Uh-oh. foreshadowing. Bruh. What, 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 what? Damn. That way. Man, Ryan G giveth and he taketh away. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Damn, I have a few ooh picks, but I mean, I'll just do one. But you know what? My ooh pick has to do with uh, my guy. This is my guy. This guy, he is representation of Thanksgiving because he's from Turkey. <laughs> I know, even though he's Muslim. Yeah. <laughs> Enos Kanza. Now, towards the end of the game, the Memphis game, it was already getting out of hand for Memphis, and you know what? This play was like an explanation point. I think it was a portion where, like, Jack might have stole the ball, and it's a kind of a fast-break scenario, and he whips the ball. Enos Cantor. Yes. And Enos Cantor has a path towards the hoop, and he's going towards the hoop, and he sees a Memphis defender coming his way. Ooh. So, 
rather than go through the Mr. Defender, he looks up into the skies and sees a unicorn. (laughs) Coming towards the basket, and he does some J-Kid alley-oop pass to the unicorn, to the unicorn, and he slams it home. Mm. Boom shakalaka! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I and it was so emphatic that KP got a tech. <laughs> oh yeah, for hanging on the for rim. For hanging yeah. on the rim. But guess what? It was worth it. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And you know what? Uh, that's that's my oopig. I'll run with that one. Yes. And you know what? Now we have the oopigs done with. It's time for our little favorite segment. Yeah. Bruh. The bruh picks. Yeah, you already know, bro. I'm in upstairs, fifth floor. I got a few. Oh, Lord. So should I go first or should yeah. I go first? Yeah, you should go first. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so my man, my man Ryan, he gives us any take of the way. And sometimes, you know, as Scorpios, we, we like to do that. And I just gave my man Enos Cancer uh, ooh pig, but he's had to catch his bra also. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Enos, 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 Enos. Now, Enos, I know, I know you had a rough week. You had bad problems and spasms and stuff, and I admire you for playing through all that stuff. Yes. And being the constant professional and warrior that you are, but you had to catch his bra, bro. Bra. So this happened, you know what, Cantor, I know he's probably fighting some rust or something, but uh, that Bulls game, man, I don't know what was happening. Lopez got into his mind or something. He just couldn't seem to buy a basket, even if it was on sale, he couldn't. Uh-huh. And he just could not make a layup. And there was this one time where I'm like, all right, he's going to make this. Because somebody, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Jack, because he's always in with Jack. Went them a nice pass mm-hmm. inside. I think it was fourth quarter. Game was online. We're trying to make a comeback. And I'm like, yo. He got this. Yeah. Enos comes up for the dunk, and then Bruh. he gets blocked ah. by the rim. Ah, come on. <laughs> like he did not quite ah. get the lift required ah. for this. And you know, Those back injuries could be a killer, Yeah, man. man. The fact that that lift off was oh. not happening. So you know what? Sorry, yeah. bro. You got to eat that bro, bro pick there. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> you my guy. You still my guy. Yeah. I hashtag keep Cantor. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compliment to KP, but you know. Jay giveth and Jay ought to take it away. Yeah, you gotta cast that bro and you deserve that bro. Yeah, man. She. Hey, that duty. Yes. <laughs> and now, I'm gonna get to my. Bro picks. All right, bro, man, but the fifth blow. Yeah, I'm gonna get to Frank later, but first, the whole Wizards team gets a bro pick. Bruh. What they do? On Monday, they got smacked by the Jazz, 116 to 69. Bruh. What? Bruh. 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 What? Bruh. 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 And the Wizards are too good for that. So they definitely get a bro for that. Aren't they supposed to be in the playoffs? Huh? Aren't they supposed to be in the playoffs? They lost to the Utah? Yeah, they got smacked. That's insane. Wall was playing? Huh? Wall was playing? Nah. But even so, they still have Bradley Beal. Like, that's unacceptable. Oh, man. (laughs) 
I guess I could explain a little, but damn, that drop off after Wall is something crazy. For real. Jesus Christ. Ramon Sessions, go back to the Wizards. Help him out. <laughs> <laughs> they need somebody. Exactly. And um, my other brother goes to Vucevic on the Magic. I don't know if you saw this play, but early in the week, the Magic were facing the Hornets. Mm-hmm. And he was guarding Dwight Howard. Oh! <laughs> Bruh. I saw this. <laughs> and Dwight Howard hit him off with, with a light in-and-out dribble. It wasn't even a shifty in-and-out dribble. It was light. And Vucevic looked like he was so surprised that he got caught off guard and he just leaned back like Fat Joe. Bruh. Man, uh. listen, I saw that lean. <laughs> Damn, it was woo, it was woo. That was little Wayne level lean. Exactly. Listen, <laughs> bruh. Like, I don't know what's got into Dwight Howard lately, but yo. he's turned back the clock. Yo, yo turn back the clock. No, not even that. He turned into John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see his Dwight Howard's uh, mixtape? Word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All his crossovers and in and outs and people falling and what the hell? I'm like, yo, he's been hanging around Campbell Walker way too much way lately, yo. <laughs> too much, man. He's a dangerous man. He's leading fast breaks. I was like, what the hell? Exactly, yo. Crazy. And now my other bro pick is going to go to Thabo Sevalosha. Oh, man. I don't know if y'all saw this play. I forgot who they were playing. But they, but my man was on the fast break by himself. One up for the dunk. Oh, Lord. Missed the dunk. Bruh. The funny thing about this was that Utah ended up getting the rebound. Oh, man. So then my man went behind a three-point line to, you know, to get a wide-open shot for three. What? His teammate passes him the ball. Oh, no. He takes the three. And he... Airball. Bruh. Oh. <laughs> I said double bruh, bruh. Oh. Bruh, bruh. Oh, man. It was pretty bad. Dad, dad sucks. And now I'm going to get to Frank. Oh. It, it, it's not a full bruh because he actually... I'm gonna defend, I, don't, because, I was going to say this. Because yes. he, he defended as best as he could. He did. But... When it comes to Lance Stevenson, and sing this with me, people, Lance and make you dance. Lance, Lance and make, make you dance. dance. Hey, Lance <laughs> and make you dance. Hey. Because Lance broke him off something serious in that game. And even though Frank forced him into a tough shot, he still hit the shot and then he was running up the court like as if the dude from Air One in Bruh. the background was like, oh, Bruh. baby, boy, ready. Oh, Listen, man, baby. I gotta defend my boy Frank on this one, man. <laughs> Lance was doing his crazy Lance dance thing. He did some between the legs without dribbling, then started dribbling, then down. Then Frank cut him off. Yeah. Frank cut him off lovely, but he still made the shot. But uh, it looked bad on though. It looked bad. It did look bad. It looked bad. Look embarrassing, but I don't know. He didn't fall. I'm just, I don't even know what to say about that, man. I, I'm just saying it just went viral. Like, I mean, Famous Los made a video. Uh, <laughs> Philly made a video. God, like my man be singing, you know when he when he talk when you know when he does highlights. But like my man actually had to take it back to church. Damn, when, bro. <laughs> when he was doing, <laughs> when he was doing Lance Stevenson's um highlight because like he couldn't even say Hezzy. He he just went hey, hey. you know like like <laughs> like those singers do in church. Uh, so, so. Yo, Lance was OD high too, man. Word. He was annoying as hell, yo. I hate that blowing mug. <laughs> But you know, I I, I, I show yeah. I show respect to Lance though because at the end of the day, he is from Brooklyn. I already so. knew he's gonna say that. Yes, I oh, mean, God. But overall, Frank did play good defense on that. But Lance just played better. Oh, that's a half. That's a bro. Yeah, that's not a whole bro. 
It's it's part of bro, but it yeah. it went viral, so. Yeah, when Frank fell down on his butt a few weeks ago, that was yeah, a that was bro. a true bro. That was a true. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yo, and that's all my bro picks for this week. All right. Yes. Oh, well. We, sh- that's the end. That's, that's the, is that the end of the show? Wait, wait, wait. Well, well, well are we going to do our picks first, or are we just Oh, we got to go? do the picks. Yo, who, yeah. wait, we all picked, we all had the same picks yeah. last week, last, right? Yes, yeah, so I think we all finished two and two. Wait, did we? Because we, we said the loss to the paces which happened. Then we also said the win to um. Right, loss of the paces happened. Went to Grizzlies. Went to the Grizzlies happened, but we we, we called wrong in the Bulls because we all said we was gonna yeah. beat the Bulls and that didn't happen. So we were yeah, so we all went three and one this week. Yeah. Yeah, I. I don't know who's winning because I don't know where 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 Ed's with the tally at. Yeah, I mean. But I'm gonna just assume Kathy's still winning. I don't even. Well, Kathy ain't make picks for like two weeks in a row. So though. you know what? We caught up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, Kathy, but you're gonna have to take straight L's because you you have not t- made any picks in the last two weeks. So you take a straight L's. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we caught up. Yo, <laughs> ah, Scorpio's win effect. Exactly, yo. Oh man. So what's the games coming up this week? Prediction time. We got the we got uh Tuesday. We got the the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If that's at the Garden, obviously. And that's at the Garden. Yo, actually. I'm supposed to be meeting Anthony MSG that game, bro. Oh. And we have the and we have the ball family in New York too. Word, oh. man. Never lost. Never lost. <laughs> I we have to win that game. Yeah, have to. Have to. I want to see the Frank versus Ball lineup though. That oh, should be that's interesting. Oh, yeah, that's going to be an interesting yeah. line, a matchup, yeah. But the way I think we should I think it's going to be at home Lakers mm-hmm. mediocre team. Yeah, I think they're a scrappy win team that. though. Yeah, they are. But I, I think we'll win. Yeah, that I think game. Knicks going to win that game too. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah, they be playing Brooklyn it away. Is, uh, oh boy! But is away really away? That's what I'm saying too, because it's New York still, and, and I'm it, saying we own Brooklyn. Exactly, we getting our W too. I mean, I mean, I mean, damn, you can hear Knicks fans in Barclays Center. So I'm I mean, saying the Brooklyn paint job, you're not it, losing to you Brooklyn. You know what? Win. We just have, we, who do you think we have, LeBron? Exactly. <laughs> That's a win. <laughs> <laughs> we're not deep. We're not losing that game. Exactly. Who we got after Brooklyn? And then after the Brooklyn game, we have. Oh, the return. Oh, return of Melo? Melo's back, man. Uh, hoodie Melo's back. E. Yeah, man. Oh. Oh, can the Knicks pull that off at the Garden? I'm going to go out on a limb. We winning that we game. Winning that we winning that We winning that, yeah. I'm going out on a limb. Effective. We not losing, man. Yeah. I'm a little worried about Russell because we don't Jared Jack yeah. as good as he is. He's too damn slow. Exactly. I hope Frank kind of gets a bit of revenge against Russell because that first game of the season, oh boy, he was like he was like a deer in headlights against Russell Westbrook. I mean, it is Russell Westbrook. I don't yeah. know. I mean, but damn, that's my only my only problem is that Russell Westbrook. If Russell is aggressive, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough because we there's nobody really to match up with him. Yeah, but we really but Porzingis versus Melo. I'm liking that chance. Yeah, I'm it's gonna be, that's gonna be very interesting. I like it. I think I'm liking that matchup. Yes, yes. That yes. PG three matchup though might be something interesting. <laughs> oh, Damn, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. would be nice to have you back this game. Yeah, it would be. But we got Lance Thomas probably starting. Got Courtney Lee gonna have his hands full. 
I think he win that game though. Yeah, they I struggling. Think so too, yeah, they struggling. I, I mean, mean they, 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 they've been playing better recently though. Yeah, man. I feel like this. Yo, this is the game when when KP is. I feel like he's gonna play well. He's he's mm-hmm. he's gonna be up for this game. Yeah, we're gonna be. I feel like we play good when we're we're up for games, mm-hmm. and we're gonna be up for this one. And we're gonna yeah. be at home. Yeah, I think the Knicks, Knicks gonna win that. McDermott is gonna be up for this game. Cantor versus State Adams, though. Adams had him shut down the last game, and mm-hmm. now Cantor has bad problems on top of that. So, <sighs> it's gonna, yeah, that's going to be kind of tough. It's, it's going to depend on how Cantor's feeling that game. Word. I'm still saying W, yeah, though, man. Yeah, me too. Let's go. Let's get this. Yeah. Let's get this win. Let's end out this week right, and let's end this week strong, yes. over 500. My guys, we're going to do this. Knicks, McDermott, Cantor. Looking for revenge. It's going to be a good one. Yes. yes Tune in yes. Saturday for the next OKC game. Most definitely. And you know what? Is that, uh, that, is that it? Yeah, we pretty much reached the end right Woo! now. Woo! Jesus. <laughs> Two-hour episode with two people? Man. <laughs> Only Scorpios can pull it off, Only yo. Scorpios. <laughs> I don't want to see a Leo try this. I don't see a Leo even doing this. Word. <laughs> I don't know if they have the 11% brain capacity. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find you at, man? You'll find me at Sir G is Chillin'. Sir G is Chillin'. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. And watch out because semester's about to be over, which means I will be back to the writing. Yes, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Yes, yes. And I am J. Ellis Draws Things on Instagram. That's J-E-L-L-I-S-D-R-A-W-S-T-H-I-N-G-S. J. Ellis Draws Things. Nosy, bringing you artwork if you follow me. I try to send you, I try to do some more drawing for y'all, show you some preliminary preliminary things before the actual ugly sweater drop. Mm-hmm. I'm be doing a little more drawing lately for you guys. And um, yes, yeah, so follow me there. Also be sure to log on to the nickatimeshow.com and visit our store for merchandise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should be putting up the ugly sweater very soon, so you yes. check that out. Um, and all the merch. Check us out on Instagram there too, uh, com. Don't forget that the connects to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, stores, everything. Everything, yes, yes. So you know what? Thanks for rocking with us, the Nick of Time Show, and thanks for rocking with the show within the show, the JG Show. Yes, taking yes. over. <laughs> Have a great day. Peace. And-